3: Hey, everybody, it is so great to be connecting with all of you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It, uh, for Thank you for all of you that have been sending us messages uh, from the top of the hour earlier. We want to thank you for all of that. You know, this is really, for me, um, a conversation that I'm so thrilled that we're going to have today with Jody Prouse joining me here today. Why? Because you just heard me share a little bit of the story of my mom and what it's like to know that she struggled with alcohol and addiction. Because back in the day, the way that you kept women quiet was you gave them these little prescriptions from Dr. Jacoby and you kind of try to stop them from being too feisty Today, it's a different world, and you know we're here to talk about what does it mean to live in today's world and how to move beyond, whether it's addiction, whether it's abuse, whether it's divorce, whether it's any of those items in your family, family trauma, how do we do that? Today, we get to talk to Jodi about, you know, her book, The Sun is Gone, A Sister Lost in Secret, Shame and Addiction, and How I Broke Free. For those of you just tuning in, Um, I want to say that it is really wonderful that I get to talk with people that are willing to share their story. She's a speaker, a blogger, an author of a powerful memoir. That's what we're talking about today. But she's also someone that can talk about what does it mean to break free. She's an advocate to eliminate the shame and the stigma around addiction and mental illness. And that, too, is one of the important messages of our time. And the reason that it's important for our time is all you need to do is look at some of the statistics. And you will get some information that is mind-boggling to you. But today, it's not about that story. It's about the story, the journey that, you know, we get to go on so that we can take a closer look on how to get free. Jody, it's great to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
4: Thank you so much for having me.
3: You know, um let's start from the beginning if we could. Um and the beginning is this idea of you and the journey you're on. And I'll, let me ask you a question that I've asked so many people, you know, over a 14-year period. It's it's what 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 folks call a signature question. And there's a reason behind it. So I've I've read your book, the body of work, your message, everything you're out in the world doing to help others. And there are millions. We're not just talking a few people, millions in the US alone. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles that you personally have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment?
4: You know, I think the biggest challenge and obstacle was that, and even when I started writing my book, I thought it was a story of alcoholism. Yeah. I thought thought my brother was addicted. I thought that, you know, it was just focus on him. He needs help. What do we need to do? And then through the journey, when I was at my absolute lowest point, when I realized that this isn't just about him at all, Mm. that. It's about our whole family. And you talk about, you know, where does it start? I thought it started when he was 28 and, and he he became addicted. What I know now is it started in our childhood. And boy, if I had had that knowledge back then, things could have been so different for me and my family. And so I, I have had to, you know, um, come from a place where I didn't think I was going to survive this journey, not on any level. Uh, I I was at my lowest point and just really educate myself and find the power and the strength to, um, I think, acknowledge that truth.
3: And I love that we're talking about this because, you know, you and I both get to look at this from a real perspective, a family perspective. And, you know, what, what we don't talk about much in the world of addiction and recovery is what's underneath all of this. You know, what is going on with an individual? And those stories are gut-wrenching sometimes when we look it up. And your book certainly, you know, The Sun is Gone, a memoir. You know, your book certainly is not just about that but about the journey of what we really need to shine the light on, isn't it, in the world today?
4: First of all, I totally agree. And thank you for saying that. You know, I, I didn't know where to turn during all this. And so I read other people's memoirs. And what I found is most of them are all written by those in recovery. Yeah, And so you're gonna get what works. And also it was just such a partial little piece of it. I wanted to tell the whole story. I wanted to start when we are two, my brother was two and I am six years old, Mm -hmm. and take you through a 40 year span of our journey and our journey and learning what I learned as I learned it. And so you really do feel all those things. And, you know, I I always say because it, it can be very dark, but it also can be very hopeful, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: and,
4: and full of all those lessons that we need. And, you know, I'm always so aware that not everyone survives cancer. And I, we need to learn from those things that don't work if we're ever going to find a cure. And so that really was my motivation when I was writing of, you know, all the things
3: that that in hindsight, now we were doing wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to talk more in detail about the book and about the journey, but I want to ask you this question. What was, if you could, I know this is a hard question, but what would you say was your top one or two ah ahas? Meaning, like, what? What? That? 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 How How come the rest of the world doesn't understand this? What, what would you say if you had one or two
4: of those? Well, I think the first one at the top would be from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. The whole family needs help. Oh. That this is not just one person, that it is a family problem and that we all are lost in a world we don't understand. And so together, united that, that you get help for yourself and you listen to the advice of the professionals. Mm, yeah,
3: you know, I love that you're talking about this because I look at my own family and, you know, you think, well, wait a minute, that was my mom and then my dad remarries and here we are. And, okay, is there any one of us in the sibling arena and maybe the children of their children? Is there any of us? that hasn't gone through this same thing? The pattern of this, is there any of us? And is it really about alcohol and drugs? And it really starts to, you start to step back and say, where do I start, right? I bet you had to ask yourself that question. Where Jody? where do you start? And you said you had to go way back. I had at the time when you know it
4: was the year two thousand until two thousand and twelve with my brother. The most mm-hmm. severe—I'd been around alcoholism my whole life. I had, yeah. but I had never seen anything like this. And um, it wasn't until after that I rewound all the way back. No one ever said to us, you know, you—you're you, right. You talk about your mother and and what. Um, what science knew then and and how the world was then. But even when we started this journey in 2000, it was completely different than what it is in 2017. And that is why I am so vocal, because there is all that help and that science and that knowledge now. And we are supposed to speak out. And so, yes, I did rewind all the way to the very beginning. But what I will say about that. If the family members in the core of all of this aren't all willing to accept, you know, maybe some some mistakes or regrets mm-hmm. or or family pa- uh, unhealthy family patterns, um, it is very it's it makes it that much harder. I always say, you know, we we all have so much to lose when when not everyone can admit these things. But the one that has the most to lose, of course, is our addicted loved one.
3: Oh, yeah. We're going to take a short break when we come back. And by the way, we're going to give three copies of the book away. The sun is gone. Um, three copies of the book away today. Also, just so you know, love for you all to go out and support Jody in the book. 50% uh, will of profits will be donated to addiction and mental illness programs. When we come back, we're going to talk about what it is that the stru- what does the struggle look like that sometimes none of us can actually recognize? You know, what is it about the struggle and the journey and the suffering that may even seem so normal sometimes? Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
5: Hi there, my name is Audrey Michelle, host of Rewired Life Radio and a spiritual growth coach. I talk about this all the time on my show, listening to your body and acting on intuition. What do these things even mean? Here's the thing, about 10 years ago, I figured out I was doing it all wrong. I mean, I wasn't unhappy, but was I really happy? And then life sent me a spiritual smackdown like it does because I wasn't listening to my best resource, my body and my intuition. I was living from a place of fear. I was stressed and I was in pain and I seemed to be happily unhappy. Mostly I just didn't know what I didn't know. And what I didn't know was that my body and my intuition had all the tools I needed to live life as my best self. I'm sharing the tools I have learned over the last 10 years of my healing journey in my online class, Soul Awakening, beginning September 19th. Learn more, go to audreemichelle.com slash awaken. That's audreemichelle spelled M-I-C-H-E-L dot com slash awaken.
0: Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404.
3: Um, the sun is gone, and you know, um, like I said before, we're going to give away three copies of this. This book is significant for a lot of reasons. um I want to just read uh, Jody if I could from the the cover of it. Addiction is a family disease, and it will take a change of whole family to turn it around. A poignant story of sibling love, the ability to change, and the impact family structure has on recovery unbelievable that is absolutely by far you know your message and taking a look as to where you are what the journey is is what the missing link is in all of us and those of us that come from families like this that's why we're passionate about creating something different in the world of addiction and recovery because the bottom line is there's a missing key to this and you nailed it and thank you and you know what In
4: society, in the media, and even in our own family, we are so darn scared of being blamed that we are not admitting to this. We are not admitting to that it's a family problem and that there can be so many other dynamics going on. And by doing that, people are dying. Yeah. This is not my book and our stories and our saying this out loud. It is not about blame. It's mm-hmm. not about blaming our parents, it's not about shifting the blame to to somebody else. It's about some of the reasons why these things are happening and we need to pay
3: attention. You know, we look at this this the, what you what you're talking about what I talked about. We look at this in business and we look at organizations in business. Let's just do a little analogy and comparison for a minute. You know, we look at let's just say Fortune 50 companies like Johnson and Johnson. Let's just use them as an example. And all of a sudden, they issue. They they have Tylenol on the shelf that's defective, right? Back back whenever they did that, and they had a choice at the moment that it was discovered and people died. They had a moment of what they were going to come out and say, and what they decided to come out and say was we made a mistake. They didn't argue about it. They didn't fight about it. They didn't try to point fingers about it. They took action about it and they made sure it was never going to happen again. See, that model right there is pretty much counter to the way businesses come clean, so to speak, but they did it. This and what you're sharing here requires the same thing in a loving, kind yet honest way, doesn't it? Yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, with
4: it's the saying sorry and then allowing, you know, people to move forward and to heal and, and to understand and all those things. Mm. Um, the hurt runs deep when, when there's things that, that are done. And the reality is that sometimes they're done, not, un, not intentionally, um, but by our parents.
3: You've, got, you've seen it all. Bar fights, right? Yeah. You know, was there a tipping point for you? And what I mean by that is, was there a point by which you stopped and something about what you were seeing changed? Was there something that, that caused you to have a different perspective about what you were seeing? in your brother? Yeah, six years in, and, and
4: for those six years, I was obsessed. Every mm-hmm. minute of every day was, um, my brother's going to die, and I need to help him. That that was my every thought. And so it was actually a, just a whole bunch of things that added up after those six years. And, um, you know, I, I was at my lowest point. I couldn't get out of bed. I wasn't going to work. I was sacrificing the needs of my own children, my marriage, everything. And my brother wasn't changing. And then I just started realizing my whole family wasn't changing. We weren't really doing what the professionals were telling us to do. My brother certainly wasn't doing those things. And so I just found the strength for for my own health. I I just felt at that moment I wasn't going to survive this journey. And, um, and he was dying and I felt like a failure to everyone. And so I decided to listen to the advice of the professionals. My heart was pulling me in another direction, but I believe in sobriety and recovery. And so I drew that healthy boundary with him. And, you know, I said, goodbye, I will only support you if, if you make changes and you choose a life of sobriety and do what you need to do.
3: You know, I don't want to blow by this because this is really a key point. The hardest thing that any of us can do with a loved one, whether it's a brother, a sister, a family member, a cousin, somebody, you know, a spouse, significant other, that right there is the greatest gift we could give them, even though. It doesn't feel like it at the time. What gave you the courage to do that? Because it does take courage, doesn't it? It's, um, you know, I say, I say that the word no can
4: be the kindest, most compassionate, loving gift you can give your loved one, uh, and yourself. It was the hardest decision I've made in my whole life, um, When I did it to other members of my family, that meant I was deserting my brother and abandoning my family. But at that point, I just, I realized I had been doing some enabling patterns. Like I said, I, I, he needed some motivation to change. um, And, and so I, I had to do what was against, you know, I think what I wanted to do and, and what Mm -hmm. most people um, because that, that heart does get in the way. But I had just decided that, you know, if I had given him money and he used it for alcohol or I had made excuses for him or I gave him any other option and he died, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. And yeah. that, that is really what I used um, as my motivation.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I believed he could do this but he just couldn't do it on his terms.
3: You know, I was reading one of the reviews. I don't remember exactly which one it was at the moment, Um, but I remember the line and it's uh, the, the reviewer um, said uh, truth hurts and truth heals. And if we could put that together boy, we'd make a lot of progress. Can you talk about that a little bit in terms of, of the journey here with your brother, how truth hurts, but also how truth heals?
4: Well, I think, you know, truth hurts because people and certainly members of, of the family, um, um, mm-hmm. and, and I'll be honest, there are members of my family that that still to this day do not want this story told. Yeah. And I come from a place. Oh, me too. You know, if I had written a story about Alzheimer's or cancer, would Mm -hmm. any one of my family be against it? Because I believe no. (laughs) And it to me is no different. I mean, it is mental illness and addiction is a disease. And so my story is very, very true. It is what it is really like for millions of families. And I do believe that truth is healing. We are pretending it's not as bad as it is. And the problem, we have all this education, and yeah. the problem is only getting worse. Yeah. And so we need to stand up and do something about it. And I, you know, for me, that, that is healing.
2: Mm-hmm. It,
4: to understand the whole story and to understand, for me to even understand why I behaved in a certain way. Yeah,
3: it's, I I I was uh, made aware of a television show that happened about a month ago. I think it was on Megyn Kelly's show, where she did this interview on addiction, and the whole idea around this was that you could take a pill, right? You you could take a pill so that you don't uh, you uh, you curb your your. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Are we really at that point where we are that clueless about what's happening? I don't know if you saw that the show she did on that, but I was out of my mind. I tried to call it, I tried to call her, I tried to talk to her, and I tried to say, "What are you doing?" And yet, I'm not surprised today. When I think back at, at how easy we want the solution to be, let's all take a pill let's just oh, give pill let's just go to pill
4: absolutely and how first of all how irresponsible because people do believe that but mm-hmm. but even mental illness everything is just take a pill now i am one that says most certainly some people do need to take medication oh, yeah. for other yep. things but that too is not the solution and it is just one of the things you still need to do all the other changes that are required and the same thing as, as going to a treatment center. I mean, my brother went for 30 days a couple times, 60 days a, a couple times. That ultimately isn't the solution either. I, it, is, it is a step. The most important part is what you do
3: when you get home right and you you just pointed out the missing key to something that hopefully myself and my colleagues are going to be able to remedy here in a in a month or so because that key right there anyone you talk with that is in this arena knows that there's got to be work that gets done afterwards. There's got to be work. We're going to take a short break. But before we do, um, I would love to give a couple copies of the book away. The Sun is Gone. This is so beautifully written. The story is, for those of you that sit and read it, you will be brought right into the lives of people that have someone they love dearly, what it's like to go through this journey, but most importantly, what it's like to not give up, not to give up hope, to not to give up, and certainly not to trade love in for your feelings of addiction. We're going to take a short break before we do one 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, we're going to talk about change. And we're going to talk about what real change is required. Um, the book, as I mentioned, The Sun Is Gone. Jody, what's a website? What's the best way people can find out more about you, support the book, get their own copies? Absolutely. They can reach me at com. So it's J-O-D-E-E dot com. okay when we come back we're going to talk about change we're going to talk about some of the support systems that are in place we're also going to talk about what it is that you should know could know and could help you on how to guide a loved one stay tuned we'll be right back
0: Right from the start, you were a thief, you stole my heart,
5: and I you will.
1: Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease.
5: Hey there, my name is Audrey Michelle, host of Rewired Life Radio and a spiritual growth coach. I talk about this all the time on my show listening to your body and acting on intuition. What do these things even mean? Here's the thing about 10 years ago, I figured out I was doing it all wrong. I mean, I wasn't unhappy, but was I really happy? And then life sent me a spiritual smackdown like it does because I wasn't listening to my best resource, my body and my intuition. I was living from a place of fear. I was stressed and I was in pain and I seemed to be happily unhappy. Mostly I just didn't know what I didn't know. And what I didn't know was that my body and my intuition had all the tools I needed to live life as my best self. I'm sharing the tools I have learned over the last 10 years of my healing journey in my online class, Soul Awakening, beginning September 19th. Learn more. Go to audreymichelle.com slash awaken. That's audreymichelle spelled M-I-C-H-E-L dot com slash awaken.
0: Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The parts of me that weren't all that pretty And with every touch you fixed them Now you've been talking in your
3: sleep Hey, everybody, welcome back. Um, the sun is gone, and uh, this is Jody. has written this beautiful, beautiful memoir. And what I love about the book is you get to read this book from her perspective, and there are very few books like that now available where you get to read it from a family member's perspective who cared enough to document it, to write about it, so that all of you out there listening has a sense about what the journey is like, but also what you can do. Uh, Jody, before we go again, again, give out the website, how people can get a copy of the book before we jump into talking about change. Sure. It's
4: jodieprouse.com. so J-O-D-E-E-P-R-O-U-S-E.com
3: um and for those of you a copy of the book 1-800-930-2819 one 930 2819 love to give copies of the book away today so please keep calling the phone number here to do that um you know beyond reading the letter or, or, i guess it's a letter in the book or something that you wrote in the book to whom it may concern right beyond that um, and your description of what was going on, and the fact that it comes right before the chapter you wrote on change, where we now start to talk about the real life and death of this. See, we don't want to have that conversation, do we? No, we don't no. want to have that, but that it we, you have to have it because people die, and we're told that there there yeah. isn't. If
4: you do not stop doing drugs or alcohol, you will die. I I think you know our stories are all a little bit different, but that statement is true for every single person that is addicted. That
3: is what they are told. And and yet when they are told that, where's the family? Right? Because I think this is really the missing piece for this. You know, I think we'd like to think, yeah, my mom's not going to do that. Can't be. It's not my mom. Or my sister's not going to do that. Can't be my sister. You know, Can't. Can't. it's going to be like somebody else's sister, somebody else's mom, you know, somebody else's brother, somebody else's, somebody else's. But the reality is you're not writing about somebody else here. You're writing about yourself and your brother and your family here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah hmm And, you know, I shared uh, in the last show that I actually, my mom actually did commit suicide, and yet we kept it a secret in my family for decades. I would have never known this had my stepmom not kept the letters that my mom wrote to my dad during her first attempt, and my stepmom, once my dad died, handed me these letters see otherwise none of us would have known because uh-huh. we want to keep this a secret don't we oh it is secrets
4: and shame are just keeping everyone silent and it's continuing generation after generation and people are dying that that shame is just the worst thing to feel mm. You know, um, I too, um, you know, I, I will share my, my brother lost his battle with alcohol addiction in March of 2012.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And I wrote this story in a certain way for a certain reason.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, because I think we are losing sight when, when we do, when we are brave enough to talk about suicide, mm-hmm. because that's not why our loved ones are dying. You know, they are dying from alcohol, drug addiction, and mental illness. And so at the very end, you do find out my brother as well did take his own life. Mm -hmm. But I really hope the reader gets that he died from alcoholism. Had he found sobriety, he
3: would still be here. Mm -hmm. And we know that because there are people that are sober and are here. And we may not know faces, you may not hear them talk about it in public, we may not know that, but your message in writing this book was to help families, wasn't it? See, that's the key. That's the key. Without your story, um, many, many, many people who have the same journey, might be able to have a different outcome. And I can only imagine how gut-wrenching this is for you, Jody.
4: You know, I I cried for, it took me three years to write from start to finish, and I cried for two years. <laughs> yeah. So on about the 25th month, um, I had came to terms, I think, with it and with my loss. And then it just turned to just such pride, mm. such pride. I can't change our story. It's the one that I have. And and so I just hope as the person reads it, if you are any of the characters in my story, you do need to change on some level. I don't think there was any of us that really were doing the right thing. And um, I think that can make all the difference in the world.
3: Well, I think that if if the story isn't told We certainly are not going to get it from the headlines. We're certainly not going to listen to Megyn Kelly tell us about the pill that everybody should take. You know, we certainly aren't going to get it from a multi-billion dollar industry right now in the United States that is more focused on let's get them in and let's get them out uh, as opposed to saying, well, wait a minute, what do we do after? See, let's talk about the after because you and I were talking during the break And, you know, I I am I am fairly clear when I look at my family that if the after would have been talked about before, we may be having a different chat here today. Absolutely. And that
4: goes that goes back to, you know, my brother going off to rehab six or seven times he's learning all this stuff. We don't know anything. No one's telling us what to do. No one's telling us we also need to change or, or what our unhealthy patterns are to support, you know, in support of him. Um, I do absolutely believe, um, well, it's proven, right? There's yeah. Five, yeah. Mil- 5 million people in, in recovery in the United States and 3 million in Canada Yeah, and, and change. Um, is what it takes. And it is aftercare. It it is aftercare that is the most important piece
3: of the puzzle. But I think the hardest part for me as I think about this, and I've read your book as well, is what you did, the words no, the words no are so important because when saying no to a loved one, you're actually saying yes to them living. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most powerful things today that a family might learn. And we don't even know how to go about that. See, we don't even know how to do that. Well, absolutely. And especially
4: um, women, Uh, we, we are the caregivers. We, you know, we, we, put our needs last. We want to look after everybody. We have a softer heart, all of those things. Um, and, and I will say when family members are enabling and doing things that, that are unhealthy, it is, you're doing it out of love. I I totally understand that, but you do have to find the strength to do the right thing for, for your loved one.
3: What, what would you say, it, and I'd like to talk to you about this when we come back, you know, there is a part of the book that um, it, it's, it's even hard for me to even talk about, you, you know, without crying. And there's a part of the book um, where you talk about the goodbye. You know, you talk about that. Uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, how can we learn to love how can we learn to love regardless of what might be happening that causes us so much fear and so much pain stay tuned everybody we'll be right back Tune in to the Psychic Professor's Show, The Voices of Spirit Radio, with international medium and spirit artist Dr. Susan Barnes on Transformation Talk Radio, featuring a variety of spiritual topics such as psychic art, spiritualism, EVP,
1: psychic development, and mediumship. This hit call-in show provides listeners with breakthrough wisdom to enliven and enlighten their lives. Visit spiritartgallery.net.
2: Tune in each Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio.
0: Be you plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you.
2: Tune in the first and third Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickyWorldArt.com.
0: Tune in each month to Synergenetic Living Radio, where Rick and Grace Paris discuss the synergenetic way of life, what it means to truly change your perspective in life, what it means to take control of your life and manifest your true desires. For more information on Rick and Grace Paris and Synergenetic Living, check out SynergeneticLiving.com. Get clear on the life you desire and the current life you are creating and what is between the two. Synergenetic Living, Living Life Loud. Are you struggling in a relationship and deeply craving some tools and support to get things back on track? Do you crave having a loving, compassionate relationship with Mr. Right but always seem to pick Mr. Wrong? Well, Sarah Luce can help. She's created a four-week online course starting September 28th that will teach you how to shift your energy and behavior to have new transformative outcomes. And you're going to get a personal one-on-one session with Sarah to ensure you get powerful personal results. Sign up today at sarahluce.com.
5: Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub for Empowerment Radio and learn breakthrough solutions to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in the first and third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific to Empowerment Radio with host Dr. Friedemann Schaub on Transformation Talk Radio. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com to learn more.
3: Hey everybody, welcome back, um, Jody. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for uh, joining us here. Um, you know, I, I I've read a lot of books in fourteen years doing this, and what you describe, the way you describe it, your words—they're so honest. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's they're also very difficult to read for those people that don't want to offend their family, don't want to be in the place of tough love, and maybe don't know what to do. But what you've done is you've given folks an opportunity to remove the shame, to remove many things. And I was really struck by, without going into a lot of it, I know this is a short segment, I was really struck by what strength it took for you to really move forward especially towards the end how would you describe that time for you well like i
4: said earlier it was
3: the um worst time of my whole
4: life mm. and and having to you know i did draw that boundary with my brother he had just came back from his sixth or seventh attempt at rehab and started drinking right away and disappeared and and when i finally had to say goodbye and and draw that draw that line um and that was two thousand six mm. so you know it it's it's been a very, very long time mm-hmm. but it it it's what our whole family needed to do, and I do believe it could have turned out a completely different way and i I had seen alcoholism just, and I think that's so much my motivation for writing just. I want this to stop, not only in, in society and other families, but I want the disease of alcoholism to stop in our own family. And so I wanted everyone to read it and, and our, my children and my nieces and the children that come after us so that, that maybe together we can stop this from happening because it is generational
3: what would you say to the people listening to look for what would you say to them to look for and what i mean by that is you know as i was um you know reading your book it's almost as if i said oh yeah that happened then oh there it was going on you know you could see it then but you can't see it if you've never if you if you've never experienced this and the way you've written about it right mm-hmm if you've never experienced it, you're not going to recognize it in a day-to-day basis. You're not going to see it. You're not going to see maybe something in behavior changing. You're not going to see it. But you've laid this out in a way that might give people a guide, might give people a guide. You know, what would you say to folks listening to help them? What things should they be aware of? Well,
4: first, if, Addiction or mental illness, specifically anxiety and depression, if any of those things run in your family, you really should research what some of the signs of those are because we miss that. We miss the mental illness component, and depression and anxiety did run in our family. And so originally, I had just, it wasn't a big blazing sign. Oh my gosh, your brother's life's going to go downhill. He's going to die. It was, He was 28. He was coming around less and less. He was missing our important uh, family um, get-togethers, and he would never do that. But now, when you can step back, my brother had signs as early as eight years old. We know now that childhood trauma can cause mental illness and addiction later in life. Mm -hmm. And so as early as eight, he experienced night terrors, and he was sleepwalking, And, and then in his teenage years, I just thought he was shy, which I see now, Um, he did show symptoms of anxiety and some depression and some, you know, disconnect, um, from others. And so if you knew those signs then, um, and because of this, and because it does run in our family, I really did. And I talk about it in my book, my own son in grade one was diagnosed with anxiety and depression and had to go see a psychiatrist and counseling. And and so, but I was aware of that then. And so I, I'm extremely proud to say that's on now. We talk about it openly and honestly, we always have. But those are the, some of the things you need to watch for.
3: Do you think that there is... Sufficient information now with the internet, you know, we're way more plugged in than we were when my mother took her life. We're way more plugged in. Um, do you think there's the right information now out there for people or is it harder? Is it just harder for people to say, hey, I think I have a problem? I think I would stay away
4: sometimes of what, how the media reports it. That, I, oftentimes, you use Megan Kelly as an example, um, isn't the right information. But there are, you know, I'm blessed I could always afford private um, therapy, which yeah. uh, which right now today is $190 an hour. Yeah. Lots of people can't do that. There are books, and I actually talk about some of my favorite books at the back of, of my memoir that helped me through this journey. There are ways to find help for free. And but what I think is the hard part and what people don't do is they don't want to admit it. They don't want to. And, and that is what you have to do to admit you need help to, you know, I think we think we're a failure or um, all those emotions that that come into play. But you you do need help. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And right now, I think it is the hardest thing to do to stop and say, I think there's something wrong here. Even if you don't know what it is, you know, for a family member to say there's just something not right here and get involved. So often we don't want to get in anybody's business. We don't want to say too much, Uh, you, you know, how can you help? And what would you say in these last couple minutes to the people listening? How can we help folks have a powerful voice in the spirit of love for another a family member?
4: Well, I think the biggest thing, too, is for everyone to understand when someone bravely, finally stands up and says, listen, I have a loved one that I think is in trouble or is addicted to drugs or alcohol and we need to do something. That you're not speaking negatively towards that person. This is said out of love. And I think that's what keeps us silent because other family members believe you're saying something bad about that
3: person. We need to change that. Right. You know, you and I have had our own life journey and have a really clear sense of how this all ends up, how this ends up. And I think your book and the message and the way that you've beautifully showed your love here is what all of us can look at to say, I can do something different. I'm not going to keep my head in the sand anymore. That's how lives are, saw, are saved, aren't they, Jody?
4: Oh, Absolutely, and you know we, I always say people can still be anonymous, that is still their right, mm-hmm. yeah, but some of us do and and I think we all have to to be leaders, and eventually everyone you know will have the strength to be able to speak openly and honestly, and uh, that is just a gift to the world, and for people like you or for me and my story i what a beautiful tribute to the one we lost.
3: Hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't our loved ones have wanted that and I, I just really believe the answer is yes
3: yeah the other part of this for you and me is I don't know about you but I wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror I wouldn't be able to do that knowing what you and I know about this and then choosing to be silent never be ashamed to speak your truth hmm Thank you Jody. Jody, one more time, how can we get a copy of the book? How can they find out more about you and thank you for all that you're doing? Thank you for everything. So it is
4: called The Sun Is Gone: A Sister Lost in Secrets, Shame, and Addiction and How I Broke Free. And you can get it on amazon.com or directly
3: from my website at jodyprowse.com. One last question, personal message. What would you like to leave everybody with, Jody?
4: I just send love and hope and forgiveness and happiness to everyone. And Mm. um, I think we can do that through our stories.
3: Mm -hmm. I do too. Thank you so much. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. The sun is gone. It is a must read. It is a must read. Thank you all. We'll see you next time.